Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 as we continue our study in the early church fathers and their views on biblical prophecy. And believe it or not, this is our fifth show on Tychonius, who lived around and wrote around 390 AD. And we're going to be having this second broadcast on what he called his third rule. He had a book of seven rules, which were rules for interpreting the apocalypse. He wrote a complete commentary in the book of Revelation, which is fascinating. But I think just as important is that he wrote these seven rules for how to interpret Revelation, and then his third rule, which was different from the other six of his seven rules, uh, has really left its mark, and that's why I'm doing two broadcasts on it. According to one historian I just read, it said that Tychonius had a profound impact on St. Augustine, and honestly, I was headed right for St. Augustine in this series, uh, going to go through the uh, book 20 of the City of God. And I came across a couple of things that started mentioning Tychonius, who I didn't know very much about at all. So I thought, oh, we'll make a quick stop. Well, the quick stop has turned into five episodes. And on a personal note, yes, Tychonius had a profound impact on St. Augustine, but I, I'll say personally, in my outlook, uh, Tychonius is having a profound impact on me. Uh, His third rule said that there are two sides of the church, the left side and the right side. And the two sides of the church are mingled together until the very end times. Uh, You might say the times of the Antichrist or, or maybe leading up to the times of the Antichrist. This is very similar to the parable of the wheat and the tares that Jesus taught in Matthew 13. He goes, leave them for now because you try to root them out, you're going to get the wrong ones. You're going to root up the wrong ones. But at the time of the harvest, the wheat and the tares become obvious what they are. And the left side, Tychonius says, they fear death and judgment Now, there is a healthy and genuine fear of God, and we covered this when we went through the book of Proverbs, but they attempt to keep the law out of this uh, sense of fear of death and judgment. And according to Tychonius, and this 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 is really impactful teaching, if you ask me, these people who are trying to keep the law because they fear God's judgment, they're fearing what happens after death, they will end up falling away during the times of the Antichrist. And the great falling away mentioned in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is about professing Christians. And I kind of thought, well, it's these guys out there, you know, the people who don't go to church, the people who deny God, the radical atheists and all that. No, the great falling away is professing Christians on the left side of the church who are keeping the law out of a sense of of fear of offending God. Now, I would estimate and prove me wrong, 
And I have some questions, diagnostic questions you can ask your friends and family members and catechism classes in my book, Grace and Justification. But it's, it's my experience that at least 50% of the Catholic Church today, youth and adults, are on the left side. In other words, if you ask them how they hope to get to heaven, it will begin with, I try, and it's something I do. They're trying to keep the law, however that would be. Just to let you know, there are many evangelical pastors who would estimate the number of Catholics trusting in the law rather than trusting in grace to be about 100% of Catholics living today. So you can have all the testimonies and apologetics you want, but the one thing they're going to look for, are you trusting in God's grace for salvation or trusting in yourself? When I was a Presbyterian pastor, I had a new members class, and I was all enthusiastic about the Presbyterian church at the time. I was a committed Calvinist, but when you came into that new members class, I didn't require you to be able to spell the word Presbyterian, which everybody has a hard time with. I didn't care if you didn't hold to the five points of Calvinism. The one thing as a pastor I felt it was my obligation to do is to make sure that you knew that salvation comes from the grace of God. Now, when you become a Catholic, nothing changes. Salvation is by the grace of God, according to Catholicism, according to the Council of Trent, according to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, according to then Cardinal Ratzinger and then Archbishop Schornborn, who wrote the book Introduction to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and said the whole outline and arrangement of the catechism is to convey the fact that salvation comes from the grace of God. The right side of the church realizes that it's impossible to keep the law under your own steam apart from God's empowering grace. And so I'm going to give you just a couple of really good scriptures, I think, for the right side of the church, right side believers, who will have the grace to withstand the temptations and deceits of the Antichrist. John 15, verses 4 and 5, Jesus said, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. And now the last little part of verse 5, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, we're living in a darkening culture. And when the culture was, whenever you think was in an idyllic time, and we sometimes overestimate idyllic times, so let's just say in the 1950s, uh, you might be able to get along, but in the 21st century, especially if you're a young person, trying to live by the law, if you're trying to live apart from Christ, you will not make it, okay? Uh, it will be a miracle if you make it because 
Salvation is from God, not from ourselves. Now, here's another good scripture for the right side of the church. 1 John 4.19, and if you want to take a um, five or 600-page theology book and distill it into a half dozen words, it's 1 John 4.19. We love because he first loved us. That's Christianity. That's Protestant Christianity, and that's Catholic Christianity. There's not a war here, okay? And if you reverse this, well, I'm a sincere, conservative, traditional Catholic, and I'm trying to serve God, and I give him all my love and everything so that he will save me. No, you got it wrong. You first experience God's love, and then we love back. We love because he first loved us. He doesn't love us first because of what we're able to accomplish on our own steam. We love because he first loved us. Last time I mentioned tightrope Christianity. Tightrope Christianity is like you're walking on a tightrope and like, you have to be real careful. You fall this side or that side, you know, God will send you hell for all eternity. Or if you're a Catholic, he'll torture you in purgatory for how long? And First John, again, chapter 4, verse 18, there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment. But he who fears is not perfected in love. And, you know, the fear of hell might be a good starting place, but that's, that leaves you on the left side of the church. And when you enter the times of the Antichrist, that will not get you through. You'll probably fall away. This is what that book I just referred to by uh, now Cardinal Schornborn and Pope Benedict, the introduction to the catechism. They say this, only when a Christian recognizes the supernatural power that flows from his being in Christ through the Holy Spirit, can the faithful disciple of Christ make the effort with confident heart, without servile fear, to practice and to increase the Christian life according to the Decalogue. In other words, to keep the Ten Commandments apart from me, you can do nothing. You're not gonna do it. And especially in today's world, you need Christ. And Jesus gives his love to us and lets us experience that love through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, somebody might say, Catholic listening, ah, but Catholics are supposed to do works. Well, you know, there's two types of works in the New Testament, bad ones and good ones. And when you say the Catholics are supposed to do works, you have to be more specific or you can lead people into the arms of the Antichrist. This is that serious. I'd like to refer to good works as grace works. In other words, the works that come from being empowered by grace rather than the human-powered works that are dependent upon me. So today, with I'm saying at least half of Catholics in the United States, yes, they might believe in faith and works, and even good works, but they, again, you, have, you need to even define good works because they will say, well, they're good because I try real hard. Well, we are supposed to try hard, but not because of our own steam. We love, we love to do grace-filled works because he first loved us and our good works are a response to that, not something that we try to do to earn that love. 
And this is one of my favorite verses because I kind of like St. Paul. And he says this about, this is his identity. Uh, There's a lot of words, I guess, in verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 15, but it be a nice one to chisel onto a gravestone. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is within me. Tychonius writes, commenting on Revelation 18, where the call is given to come out of Babylon, the world system. And today, you can't get an airplane and leave Babylon. I'm sorry. Okay. But he calls it the open and celebrated falling away. This is something the world will rejoice in. We're no longer bound by God's ways and commandments. We don't any longer have to, you know, obey the teachings of the church. And the open and celebrated falling away will definitely include, according to Tychonius, and I'm buying into it, those who depend on themselves and the law in this darkened culture. But in a darkened culture, do-it-yourself Christianity isn't going to survive. And then in Revelation 9, which I've commented on several times and I plan to in the future, it's the opening of the abyss or the pit and darkness erupts on the earth. My thought, this could actually be happening right now and Tychonius regards it as the last testing. And that darkness not only covers the world, but it darkens the church. Don't be on the left side. Depend on the grace of God. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com. Thank you.